When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, guys. What's up? What's up? What's good? What's cracking? What's I'm, up, I'm feeling good this morning as a Lakers fan. Feeling good? good? Yeah. You feeling good as a Lakers fan? Yep. Jay. The 8.30 start was way better, Keith, for me last night. Draft lottery into the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Way better than a 10 p.m. Oof. start on the East Coast. Like when, it, but when it's old, when yeah. midnight, I'm cool. Get a good three yeah, I'm hours. Cool. I'm cool. Start getting one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm like, Yo, I see. Mm-mm. Yeah, the game got better as it went on, obviously. I mean, for, for you know. It got worse first and then it got better, yeah. No, it got better, Max. It was no, I'm already... saying first half it looked bad and then they opened oh, it up yeah. in the third quarter. I mean, it, it, it wasn't that. What were they down at halftime? 12? No. Eight, 18. At halftime it was more. 18? It was like 17, 18 points. 17, 18. Yeah, yeah 16, but that, but that you can erase that deficit in no time in the second half because you go in at halftime and Jay, you've been in the locker rooms at halftime and you know what coaches do, they they start going to the drawing board and making the adjustments and saying, hey, if we get stops here, we get stopped there, we hit a couple shots there, we close the gap, we now got them on their heels, and I think that's what what is it, Darwin or Darwin? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Darwin. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's screwing up names yeah. today. Today is quite a day for screwing up names. Just go ahead and say Coach Ham to call it easy and make it easy. They made the necessary adjustments, and I think at halftime they knew that. So Yeah, but but Key, they were still down 25 in the third quarter. And it's one thing to be 25, yeah, down 25 was... in the third quarter. But to a team that had the best record in the conference that's picked to win the whole thing, where Joker, their best player, is having one of the great all-time playoff nights. And in addition to that, his supporting cast is hitting shots, and he's got a good one for a Lakers team where LeBron is hobbled. He should have had surgery, right? That's what they're saying, at least. He went to the LeBron James of foot doctors, right? Second best foot doctor of all time, apparently. And, he, and could easily have had surgery, apparently. And he's playing through it. AD off to a little bit of a slow start. Guys not hitting shots. Key down 25 in the third quarter to make it a one-possession game with like a minute and a half left. That's incredible. Jay, you got to feel good about that this morning if you're a Lakers fan. Jay, to get to uh, single digits, or uh, you want to call it, in the fourth quarter, where do you need to be to start the fourth quarter? Interesting. I mean – to get it, wait, to get it to single digits? Or to yeah, within like, a to possession. To get it to a, a wait, possession, whatever, two. That's a two digits, different questions. Not, single digits, nine points. Because oh. remember, they, were, they kept going back and swinging from 12 to nine, back and forward. Where do you need to start the fourth quarter at? This down is, by 18, down by 12, down by 10, 12. Like, where do you need to start it at to get it to where they got it to? I mean, I, I've seen teams be down by 20 in the fourth quarter and still win games. Uh, 20 plus. I mean, it, you've it, it, seen it, it, but it's not, it, it feels common because we've seen a million basketball games, but the percentages are against it, right? I mean, it's, I, un, it's obviously, but like, I, it happens more often than you would think. Like, we're not talking about college. 
Like, I actually think it happens less, less often than you'd think. I'm telling you, it happens more often. Well, we could look that up. But like, I guarantee you're wrong. Okay, well, I guarantee you're when wrong. When you say more often than I think, Max, what do you, you know think how, I you, think? You, you, what percentage of the time does it happen? Well, you a, say, a small percentage. So I'm so confused about what you're trying to argue with me right now. In other words, yes, we. If you watch a lot of basketball, it will happen from time to time, and yeah, even in Jay. the playoffs. But on the road in the third quarter, down 25 points, what percentage of playoff teams come back from that? It's got to be a very small percentage. The Lakers did not do it, but they came within a possession. Yeah, I don't think it's like rare to see teams come back down, you know, 15, 20 points in fourth. I, I really, I don't think that's. A, I see, I watch games every single night. I see it almost every single night. So like, it, it's a matter of key. The, the thing that I think sometimes people gloss over is it's a series of runs. Like, that's what, that's what games are at this level. You have teams that can go on 18-0 runs. You have teams that then combat the 18-0 run with like a, a 15-5 run. All of a sudden, they're back in the game, right? Yeah. So, like, when you have guys like Austin Reeves who starts making shots, you got guys like Rui who keep you in the game, or AD, who keep the pace up. It's about staying within striking distance. Striking distance to me is, is like 15, 20 so, points because you can hit those runs quick. Yeah, so, if, so, if, so for instance, if the Nuggets are getting three and we getting five or the Nuggets are getting two and we getting four, that gap is going to close pretty fast. Cause that was kind of what was happening last night if you look at the fourth quarter. Yes. When we started closing the gap, they'd score, but we hit a three. So now we get a one, we get a plus one. But also, now, it was the way they scored, though. You were taking them out of transition, right? So it mm-hmm. wasn't like bang, 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 bang. It was like they had to work for it. Boom! They, like uh, it becomes more methodical, which plays into how the Lakers want to play, right? You actually did a good job of making the boards even. Where in the first half they had sixteen offensive offensive rebounds, you kept them off the boards. So it, it's, I mean, I think it was like when nine or ten that, offensive uh, rebounds. I don't know who it was. I think it was Murray that threw that that lob. Late in the game, uh-huh. and he, I don't know who it, I was like, it's over, because the crowd got in it and they went back up by nine, I think. You remember? It was an Aaron Gordon dunk. That's who it was. It I was well, that, that was yeah, but that was you know, look, it, it comes like one of the possessions it comes down to as well. If you're LeBron James and you have that shot where he took that three, I still don't. Once again, Key, like to me, that's a that's a little bit of a sign of somebody being tired. Just a little bit. Now, we talked mm-hmm. about LeBron's minutes increasing. Because, see, when I see Jamal Murray on me, the LeBron James that I know, if he were, if he could do it all over again, he's going to punish his little butt to the basket. You know, he's going to uh, put him in the basket. It's not even a, he's not even trying to settle for a three. My agent, my, my, my agent told me yesterday, because he obviously, you know, you know who he is, Jerome, in basketball and the whole deal. And he said to myself, he was telling me about LeBron's age and wear down. And I was like, man, he all right. You know me. I'm like, he's going to be fine. He said, no, this is the problem. He's not going to blow past people anymore. So he's starting to settle. Body. He's starting to settle for them jump shots and them long threes, or better yet, long twos and them threes that's missing because he knows in his mind, no, I can't get past this dude no more. Well, the thing is, kid, now when, like, it, it's, it's how I play, right? So it's funny. I'm finding the correlation between how I play. And LeBron plays. Like, LeBron's step, first step is still incredible at the age of 38. But when you're playing against guys 27, yeah. Yeah. 28, now it's not a blow-by first step. It's a shoulder first step. So now when my shoulder digs into your chest, when I, if I get my shoulder past you, I can muscle my way to the basket. 
right? And, and that's what LeBron tries to do now more, but it, it takes concerted effort to do that. Hey, you know, guys, um, being a football as a receiver, I'm not going to be able to run past you and do certain things when you get to a certain age because them little whippersnappers is coming there, man. They pick them up and putting them down. There was, I found a study. This is not by ESPN, so it needs to be verified. But there was a study done between 2002 and three that season and 2015-16, so it's 14 NBA seasons. Um, while it may look like an impossible feat to accomplish – the road team trailing by 20 in the third quarter, right? The numbers in the above table show that one road team did overcome a 20-point deficit after three quarters, while 201 teams failed. That's over a 14-year sample in the NBA. Again, I should verify that study, but because so I don't know if it's, but, but my point is, and the Lakers did not come back, by the way, so, they, but, so who knows how many teams come close. But to be trailing 25 points on the road in the playoffs and make it a one-possession game, Late, like it, within a minute and a half of the fourth quarter, that's not a, that is not as common occurrence as you're making it out to be. That was quite a Where'd second half effort. From? Where does this that is come from? from? A, the, I just I looked it up. Yeah, as I you know guys you looked were it up because right? I know you know, you've I been just, doing I, it while I, we, I, Key hey, and I've been talking. Yeah. No, I just I need verification back, of where prob- that comes comeback from. probabilities. As I said, six article series presents interesting findings from all NBA games over the last 14 seasons, and that's before we exploded in in, in scoring. As well, over the last seven, eight years. Okay, but Jay. And by the way, I started out by saying it needs to be verified. This is not from ESPN stats and analytics. I know, but you're using it as a fact to justify your point. Hold on, Jay. Jay, it's anecdotal. Jay, I I just Googled something. I found it and remembered this is not from ESPN stats and information. This is, I want you guys to hear this clear. I don't give a damn. You don't care what the events are? I don't care because I don't want to turn this into an argument about something that I asked. That's what it says right here. I don't give a damn. I don't want to turn it into something, an argument about something I asked about the start of the fourth quarter. All I was simply trying to find out is where do you need to be to close the gap to try to win a game? That's all I wanted. I just, right. Well, there, there are people's opinions about it, and then there's also actually what occurred. Right? Like, do you not want you? Should we not ask what actually has occurred? Yeah, but Jay earlier told me to that I'm dead wrong. It's, it's, it happens all the time, it and I'm saying it, it, it happens a lot because there's so many games played. But it's actually, as a percentage of games played, a rare occurrence. What the Lakers did last night, they didn't, by the way, they didn't finish the job. So it's not as rare as I'm making it out to be. I get it. But the fact that they came within a possession late in that game is incredible. The Joker was having such a performance that by halftime, people didn't even know how to describe it, right? They're like, what is this like? And they were looking for parallels it was hard to find. Lakers came back on that, by the way. The analytics don't give the Heat any chance to beat the Celtics. Oh, I forgot they was even playing. <laughs> How are their fans feeling about it? 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. KJM ESPN Radio, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, co-host of Joe and Amber. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Co-host of Joe and Amber with Joe Fortenbaugh, friend of the show. Yes. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. <laughs> and uh, Amber Wilson, big Miami Heat homer with us now. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. I'd like to think I'm a friend of the show as well. Yes, well, I, I don't know. Right now, you might be an enemy of the show. We'll see. Well, it depends <laughs> how hard you go at everybody here. ESPN FPI Analytics gives the Heat a 3% chance to win. From, hold hold from, on, Amber. Yeah. Amber, are you not a FaceTime person? Oh, goodness. We're, we're getting into the conversation just, that we just want, had with Yates off I just, air. I just want to know. I heard a lot of arguing and bickering during the break, and I just want to know, like, I, I'm a FaceTime person. I will FaceTime you before I call you. I heard you have a problem with this. No, she has a problem with it, man. I, I mean, I'm surprised. It's not that I have a problem with FaceTiming generally. I have a problem with the FaceTime, FaceTime that us. you're not expecting. Like, the kids these days, like Yates, it's all they do is FaceTime. I don't fully get that. I, it's not that I never FaceTime. Don't get me wrong. I just need to be prepared for the FaceTime. But you, you know, can always deny the involved, FaceTime. There's lighting. You can always just deny the FaceTime time. and be like, I, hey, I'll hit you back later. I could, but then Yates is saying that that's pretty inappropriate, and then, and then I would have to return the call to you him. Gotta call me back. My on a FaceTime. It's yeah. like, why can't I just hit you back via text? And if know? I haven't talked to you in a while, I text you, hey, how you doing? You're like, I'm good, okay. But if, if you're really not good, I need to make sure that you are actually good. As because a friend, I need to make sure that you're good, you, you're safe, you're healthy, and everything like that. Because you can tell me that you're good and be upset. Or a, depressed or something. This is a very uh, invasive generation. But listen, you do you. <laughs> we uh, care, I, Amber. Ah! We care. Invasive generation. Care. You know who's good Amber, is I'm the Miami Heat. you and I FaceTime. I think Amber's trying to get on to the Miami Heat, guys. Yeah. Okay. Let, right. You know, I think that's what she's trying to do. 3% chance, chance to win, Jimmy according Butter to ESPN times. FPI Analytics. Amber, 3% from Caesars to win the series. Mm-hmm. Celtics are minus 525. The Heat are plus 400. The Heat are undermanned at the moment, and Jimmy Butler's been heroic, but the Celtics are deep. What do you say about all that? I have no doubt that everybody on the Miami Heat FaceTimes, they are young. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, our analytics department, what do they know, right? No, I, the, re- the reality is, when you're looking at this on paper, the Boston Celtics are by far the better team. I'm even willing to admit that. The problem for the Seas is the series ain't played on paper. And you can never evaluate this Heat team ever since Jimmy Butler joined it on paper. The regular season to Miami is no indicator at all at how this team plays in the postseason. You can go back to 2020, where they were a mediocre team at best in the regular season, and then they found themselves playing for an NBA Finals in the bubble. And then last season, when not in terms of seeding, but analytically, when you would pull the advanced stats, you're talking like the sixth or seventh team in the conference, and they were one shot away, one shot away from another NBA Finals if Jimmy Butler had just driven to the basket. 
And so this season, if you're looking at it on paper, sure, the Celtics are going to absolutely dominate this thing. But that was the case with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's even there was an edge there for the New York Knicks. And so you can't evaluate it with this Heat team in that way. And we know playoff Jimmy is a real thing, even if Jimmy Butler denies it. I mean, Amber, from a talent perspective, you can make an argument that the Celtics have the most talent than any other team in the NBA. Uh but I think this series needs to be won from a tactical perspective. And I think that comes from the best coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra, um, who, by the way, whether it's him playing amoeba-like zones, whether it's him giving different defensive looks on matchups, I think you're going to see Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown. But talk to me a little bit about Bam Adebayo. I think he's been more aggressive this year in the postseason than years before. What do you need to see from Bam in a moment where you – when he plays – big and when he plays aggressively they are a different team right which he doesn't always do that That, that's just the reality of it he didn't do it last season against this Boston Celtics team in that seven game series and so that's concerning from a matchup perspective but you did see Bam just have a very good series against the New York Knicks and so you hope that he's able to replicate that here there are matchup advantages and disadvantages largely disadvantages because again on paper Jay we know what this looks like and you're absolutely right the C's have the better roster they've got the better players the Heat have what I think seven under after players on this roster four in heavy rotation so obviously the nod's going to go to the Celtics particularly when Tyler Hero isn't even playing for the Miami Heat but Eric Spolster is what it all comes down to because that is the best coach in the NBA hands down the NBA should be ashamed of itself that he's never won coach of the year by the way I digress we just saw multiple coaches get fired who've won multiple coaches of the year but anyways he's going to have a huge advantage here he's up against a rookie coach he's up against a coach that makes me feel young right I mean that coach probably facetimes guys and so that's just the reality of it now he's going up against a championship pedigree coach in the Eastern Conference Finals and Eric Spolstra maybe Joe Mazzulla ends up being the best coach in the NBA one day he ain't there yet and so I think that that's a huge advantage here for the Miami Heat. I think that the other advantages for the Heat, the Boston Celtics are coming off of a seven-game series when a team's coming off of game seven, uh, overwhelmingly a losing record. So I think that that bodes well for Miami tonight. Again, Jimmy Butler, postseason Jimmy Butler, I think is the best player on the court in this series. You can argue with me that Jason Tatum's a better player in the regular season. That's fine. I'm talking just postseason. Jimmy is a very real thing. He will be the best player on the court in this series. And then the turnover game, I think, is huge here for Miami. The Boston Celtics are not a team that typically turns over the ball, but the Miami Heat loves to steal the ball. And against the Heat, that has bitten the Celtics numerous times. It bit them last year. I mean, we've seen Jason Tatum have games against this Miami Heat team where he turns the ball over six or seven times. And so if that sort of thing is happening, and Jalen Brown has his own problems as well against the Miami Heat, those are going to be easy points offensively for the Heat. They're going to need to capitalize on those sorts of of efforts. Amber Wilson, co-host of Joe and Amber with Joe Fortenbaugh, with us on KJM on ESPN Radio now. Amber, I hear what you're saying about Hi, Amber. Coach Spo. Hey, Key. Go ahead, Key. No, go ahead. Man. Well, I, 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 I hear what you're saying about Spolstra. I think that's a great point. And Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a real thing. You cannot ever count the heat out. But it reminds me a bit of um, the KD Warriors against, against LeBron and the Cavs. Like, even if Jimmy Butler is the best player on the floor – Tatum's going to have more of an opportunity to show it, right? Because you got more people. Gabe Vincent's not going to be his second best player a lot of nights. And how much like of a superhuman effort can can Butler, even with Spolstra there, give you that you can even get two games against this team right now? 
Well, and I, I, is Jimmy going to have, I mean, he was averaging almost, what, 38 points per game against Milwaukee in that series. He was absolutely ridiculous. The truth is that Bam has to be your second best player. And Bam has to do what he did in that Knicks series. Because, yes, Jimmy was out of control in that series against the Bucks. He was not out of control in that series against the Knicks. And also maybe grappling there with that ankle injury. So what version of Jimmy are we going to get? I think we're going to get a highly motivated version of Jimmy. But the truth is Bam's going to have to do what he did against the Knicks in order to actually win this thing. The advantage there with the Heat, though, it's not necessarily that they're going to kill you. I'm not even saying that it's, oh, Jimmy's going to go and be dropping 45 every single night. The thing is with this Heat team is they wear you down and they don't go away. You think they're going to go away. They just don't go away. Boston's been the worst team. Their worst quarter all season long was the fourth quarter. I understand what Tatum just did in game seven in the fourth, but all season long, the fourth quarter was a bad quarter for the Boston Celtics. That's Miami's best quarter. So Boston might come out here tonight hot and they might get off to a hot start. And you're thinking at the end of the first half, this is going to be easy work for the Celtics. And then the Heat are going to keep coming. And then they're just going to keep coming. And they're going to keep coming. And that's the game that the Heat play. And then they play it game after game after game. And all of a sudden, a Boston Celtics team that likes to play with its food, so to speak, is going seven with a team that was a play-in team. And this tournament it is like a gnat or a fly that just won't go away. And I think that that's where the Boston Celtics are going to get worn down over time. Amber, I know we got to get out of here in a minute, but I want to ask you this. How deep do you think this series will go? Will it go five? Is it six? You just mentioned seven. And realistically, not not your fandom, but your smart wits. Uh, I will. I do think it's going to go long I, I, because, again, of what I just stated there, that's the game that the Heat play. I mean, they really are. They're like a – if I was not a fan of the Heat, I would hate this Miami Heat team because they are – they're like a fly that just keeps coming back to land on your food, and you know you're the more formidable opponent. You're the human. You, you have opposable thumbs. Right? Well, I mean, like you have – well, Florida, listen, you're sitting outside anywhere. There's going to be flies down here. But you've got the opposable thumbs. You've got the fly swatter. You keep it's swatting that fly, and it just keeps coming back, and it just keeps coming back. At some point, you just give up, and you yeah. just let the fly hang out on your food. You just give up on your food. That's what's going to happen here with the Boston Celtics season. So Amber Wilson lets the fly just there. on the food. I, dis- I disagree with that whole philosophy. <laughs> I, did I need to FaceTime you to see if the fly's on the food. I need to FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, and also, Amber, swat where you don't think the fly will be. The fly's evolved. To oh. escape you. So swat where you don't think it'll be, and you'll hit the fly. Yeah, rookie head trait. coach, though. He's not going to be able frontal. to figure that out. Not Spose. just opposable thumbs, but <laughs> frontal lobes. that fly. <laughs> Amber Wilson, co-host of Joe and Amber with Joe Fortenbaugh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio Miami. Thank you, Amber, as always. Thanks, guys. Tune in tonight for Game 1 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals as the Celtics host the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80, coming up. So how hard is it to guard Jokic? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. And join now. Speaking of high draft picks, Marcus Camby, former NBA 2007 Defensive Player of the Year. What's going on, Marcus? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Good morning. Thanks for coming on. So what do you think about game one? What were your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I just thought it was a phenomenal game. I thought the Nuggets played a tremendous game from start to finish. Nikola Jokic, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? He was fantastic in the first quarter throughout the whole ball game, man. It came down to a one-possession game going down to the stretch. The Lakers did a great job of coming back. But, you know, Denver was in control of the whole game the whole night. Marcus, um, what, do you, what, what adjustments did you see in the second half that allowed the Lakers to get back in this ball game and how they need to sustain that adjustment moving forward? I honestly think the Lakers found some in Rui Hachimura last night. I thought he came in with great energy. He gave the Lakers another big body to go against Jokic, and he gave AD the opportunity of playing off the ball and being that shot blocker that he is. So um, I think going into the game, too, I think we should see a lot of Rui going into that game. Marcus, you obviously 2007 Defensive Player of the Year. I want to know from you, what would you do to defend Jokic from getting 21 boards, 14 assists, and 34 points and dominating the game the way he did last night. What would you do to combat that? Well, Jokic is a tough cover for anybody. I mean, it just seems like he was just rolling to the basket to the offensive rebounds, getting put tip back, tip back after tip back, and getting themselves easy buckets. And he's just a tremendous player from anywhere on the basketball court. It's amazing how many open shots he's gotten his teammates. It's amazing how when he gets the ball on the block, you know, a guy like Jamal Murray can push his guy off a little bit and come off and get the handoff and get a wide-open jumper. So um, he does a lot of a lot of great things and creates a lot of open spaces for his teammates to, to, to create shots. Camby, it's, have you ever seen another player have a – it's almost like the best one-man offense in basketball, right? Just with the amount of <laughs> influence he has on each and every possession, whether it's a pass – whether it's a shot, whether it's him getting an offensive rebound. Have you ever seen a player impact the game in a variety of ways that Jokic has? I mean, not from a seven-foot perspective, Jay. Um, you know, he's a guy who does it all. I mean, he can dominate a game with his scoring. He can dominate it with his passing and his IQ and rebounding the basketball. He's like a triple, quadruple threat each time he catches the basketball. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh what he can do from that position. I think I think about like Wembenyama coming into the league now. Marcus talking to Marcus mm-hmm. Camby, who by the way was the second overall pick in the draft and could run the floor and block shots and all that. But now you got guys seven foot and better who can do all of these things. And Jokic is not quite seven feet, but is he proving 
does or does he have a chance to prove right now that he is in fact not just the regular season MVP, not this year, but the past couple of years, but the best player in the league? I mean, without a doubt. And I'm just happy that uh, you know, the Nuggets are on primetime TV now, so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get to see the Nuggets during the regular season, gets to see the impactful play of a guy like like the Joker. I mean, he literally does it all for that team and he does it unselfishly and he does it like he's not athletic. Uh, he doesn't dump the ball that much, but his IQ and the way he plays the ball game, I think teammates love to play with him. I would love to play with a guy like that if I was him. How about, so we've been talking about um, on the show this morning, the fact that as well as he played, as well as Jokic played, I mean, a 30-point a, a triple-double with more than 20 boards, it's unbelievable. And as well as the role players played. I mean, Aaron Gordon didn't play his best right. game, but, you know, a lot of those guys. Had, Jamal Murray had 31 points, and the role players were chipping in and all that. The Lakers still on the road, getting caught flat-footed early. All that said, on the road, Marcus, had it a one down 25 in the third quarter. Made it a one-possession game late in the fourth. How are you feeling this morning if you're a Lakers fan? I'm feeling great. I feel that, um, like I said, the, the course of the ball game, I think with Archie Moore coming into the ball game, I think uh, Coach Ham have figured something out that they can carry into game two. We're getting him more minutes and playing him a little bit, like I was saying earlier, more on Jokic. But, uh, I mean, the Nuggets, man, just their role players, like he was saying. Just think of a guy like Bruce Brown. You know, he came in. He's like a switchblade out there. He plays multiple positions. He plays with a lot of energy. He plays with a lot of effort. And, you know, when you play like that, the ball just seems to gravitate to, to him. So um, this is going to be tough. But the Lakers can take a lot out of that loss last night and carry it on to game two. But uh, it's kind of rare that, you know, Anthony Davis has 40 and 10. And you can say that he might have gotten outplayed. I mean, that goes to the greatness, you can say, of Nikola Jokic. Camby, that's what I said earlier at the top of the show. I'm like, if you look at the box score, and obviously AD played well offensively, like, man, 40 and 10, it still seems small in comparison to what he did. And you can also make the case too, Cam, like, and, and look, one of your things, man, like one of the things I always loved about you is that you were, you had this intimidating presence, man. Like you were going to do the dirty work too. Like the way Jokic and those guys control the boards, we know that is the calling card for the Lakers. Like how did they beat up on golden state points in the paint? Right. And obviously the free throw line disparity. You look at last night. I mean, the nuggets had like a plus 15 rebounding margin on them. Like, that's a massive difference compared to what they came from before. Definitely, especially in playoff basketball. You always want to give yourself extra possession, especially when both teams know which, what each other's going to run. So it's going to make it kind of hard for the other teams to score. But last night it was just going up and down. Both teams were scoring at will. The second half, I think the Lakers played a little bit more defense. But, uh, I mean, just the Nuggets from the beginning, man, they had control of that ball game. And they just pretty much was playing at their own pace. Can't be from somebody who played there. Uh, can, can you just explain to to Max and Key? And I know Key played against the Broncos, but he said he was younger during his whippersnapper days. Just about the the altitude and the elevation, and how that affects <laughs> yes. how that affects your condition, especially in that first half. You just saw the Lakers. Just I mean, they were they were drained. Yeah, that, the altitude out there is real. You know, I played out there for six years and. Each time in practice, you always get the cotton mouth. You're always running over there to get the water. But it definitely helped when you were the home team to get that endurance, and especially when you was able to go out on the road. It seemed like you'd be more in shape. But as a visitor coming in, it's definitely a tough place to play. Uh, 
in the beginning of the games out there, if you remember, Jay Will, they put up on the scoreboard, you know, coming in, you might experience light dizziness. Mm-hmm. You might get acute mountain sickness. So they put that stuff in your head a little bit to try to mess with you a little bit. But definitely the altitude is definitely real out there. I forgot about that too, Ken. They do promote that. That's interesting. <laughs> Marcus Camby, former NBA player, defensive player of the year. Always great talking to you. All right, Marcus. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me again. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. J. Max. Daryl Morey is running the show in Philly. Doc Rivers is gone. It wasn't his hire. Mm -hmm. He's already traded for James Harden. Was the Doc Rivers firing a sign that Daryl Morey and the Sixers just chose James Harden over Joel Embiid? That's the question people are asking this morning. I think it's a combination of Doc not being able to get over the hump it's his record in closeout games, in game sevens, and the fact that this team missed a closeout game at home against a team they had on the ropes. And the fact that they've been to the Eastern Conference semifinals three times and they've lost each time and there have been epic collapse. Combined with the fact that I, I, I truly feel Daryl Morey, James Harden have a relationship that goes all the way back to Houston and – Joel Embiid looks at James Harden as his running mate. And if you're Joel Embiid, you're saying, hey, look, the writing is on the wall with Doc Rivers. You know, and that, so, so are you saying, wait, I, I'm you, choosing I'm, James Harden over Doc. So, and same with Daryl. So let me get this straight. The, the way people are thinking about this, not just us, but I've heard this talked about where, wait, did the Sixers just choose Harden over Embiid? You're saying, no, Embiid just chose Harden over Doc. I think it's a combination of, of that and Daryl Morey's relationship with James Harden. I think that factors into it. And if you're, if you're Joel Embiid, you're sitting there realistically saying, okay, do I want to lose James Harden to the Phoenix Suns to play with KD and Devin Booker? Do I want to lose him to go back home to Houston? If I want to stay here, what gives me the best percentage chance to keep James Harden here? And if I'm just reading the signs correctly – of how James has talked about Doc Rivers over the last couple of days, and you're seeing the history with Daryl Morey and James Harden, I'm saying, there, all right, like that's, that's what's going to happen. 
unless you, you're saying you're willing to go back and trust the process again. But the process has not gotten us over the hump. It did seem to me, Key, that at the, at the post-game presser after they'd lost to the Celtics, that, that the idea that it's not so much the team choosing Harden over Embiid, but Embiid choosing Harden over Doc, whether or not Doc was going to stay coach anyway, but Embiid supporting Harden seems right because Embiid singled James out to say James and I need more help. Or, or, or we, we, it can't just be James and me. He included James in the nucleus with him. Well, they, players typically, those two guys get along. So when you got two players that get along, they align themselves. And it's not that they don't get along with Doc, but the philosophy and what Doc was doing from an offensive standpoint clearly showed up against the Celtics, and it didn't work, and then they, they did not maximize getting the most out of Joel Embiid. Now, whether that was James Harden taking it into his own hands and just doing it or whether he was doing exactly what the coaching staff told him to do. And that probably was the case, opposed to just going rogue in a situation, and it didn't work for Embiid. So, of course, Embiid is is sitting there saying, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore because guess who it all falls on? It falls on him. He's the MVP, right? Now you got another guy on the other side in the Western Conference that's won two MVPs who looks like he potentially could be going to the finals. And if he doesn't make it to the finals, at least he's gotten to the East or the Western Conference final where Embiid hasn't yet to do that. Yeah, I, I, and, and then we could do all the hand-wringing you want, whether Doc did a good enough job, because the, the, the ceiling for this team as presently constructed seems pretty clearly to be the second round, right? Like, they can't get to the conference finals. But I, I, and and no, even if you bring in D'Antoni, whether you think it's a good idea or not, it's going to come down to do you have a closer. Embiid can carry you so far. Typically, the big isn't the closer because he, he can't, he's not handling the ball the same way. But maybe that can be Maxie. Maxie's very young and very good and getting better. I'm, I'm going to say this for the first time today. Um, look, the process has took a lot of different turns, okay? Whether that's Jimmy Butler coming out after he beat them in the playoffs, is it Tobias Harris over me, and it was obviously Ben Simmons between them making a decision about whether they want to build a team around Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. There is a part of me that, look, could James Harden and Joel Embiid done a lot more in, in game six and game seven, you're damn right they could have. Were they no-shows for game seven? Yes. Could Doc River have, Rivers have made way more in-game adjustments? Yes, he could have. There's kind of a part of me, though, that likes the fact that Joel Embiid is like, I'm going to try, I'm going to do it my way now. I'm going to do it my way. Like, this process, all this stuff, here's who I want to rock with, and now I'm going to find a coach that I think is going to best suit me and James Harden Moving forward with Daryl Morey. Let's do it Jay, my way. I, I kind of rock with that. I mentioned Dan Tony before. Maybe I'm being overly simplistic, but it seems Nick to Nurse, me. There's Monte Williams. There's 100%. other coaches out there. But the reason my mind goes to Dan Tony is Daryl Morey comes in. Doc's not as higher. Immediately, he trades for James Harden. Now the coach is gone. Dan Tony and James Harden hosted a game seven against Golden State. And if not for missing every shot in the world, like they, they probably win the finals that year. So you PJ mentioned. Tucker played with who? You mentioned something, yeah, no, hundred percent. You mentioned something interesting to me earlier when you said maybe, maybe when people think, well, D'Antoni, but people want Embiid down low, and D'Antoni is not really his style. Then you said maybe with D'Antoni, Embiid is used more like Jokic is. Now Embiid can do some things Jokic can't, obviously on the defensive end. Do you think he can do the things that Jokic does? Can he be used like Jokic? 
I think in certain aspects of his game, yes, he can. I think you, it, it's, it's not unfair to say that the offense at times does, does not run through Embiid at all. At all. I mean, look, games, game, game six, what is it? I think it was game six, the last three minutes and 56 seconds left to go in the game. He doesn't get a touch. Uh, not a touch is unbelievable. Uh, yet alone a shot, a touch on the ball. So in Dean and Tony's system, the MVP. I think that would be very different. And, and that's what you value. That's what you saw last night, even though it was a tight game with the Lakers down the stretch. How many possessions can you tell me that the ball didn't get touched by Jokic? Probably not one. He always gets a touch. So the continuity in which you use him in the system, and the thing I can say about Mike D'Antoni is that he is an innovator. He's innovated around James Harden. I wouldn't put it past him to learn how to innovate, and he's had time away from the game to think about how he wants to do that with Joel Embiid. It is fascinating, other than let's go through the exercise key. Nick Nurse, tactically, I think he's brilliant. I I question whether he can motivate a locker room with James Harden and Joel. I think that's a challenge. Monty Williams, I've heard him check out on DeAndre and other players. I think, once again, the locker room aspect is a challenge, and I question some of his tactics. Um, Sam Cassell, you're going to do that to a first-year head coach trying to learn how to win a championship? Not so much. Maybe Coach Bud, but then there are questions around his in-game adjustments, right, with the Milwaukee Bucks. So we can go through all the names, but it does feel like the familiarity between – Daryl Morey, James Harden, a new style of play with Joel Embiid. What you do with that roster construction with, their, with Mike D'Antoni is interesting. It Hard is. Hard pass. Hard pass. All right, huh? so who, who are you Why? putting in that place then? I, I don't know. I, I can't mess with D'Antoni, man. We, we keep trying to light a fuse uh, uh, that's just not there. He's gotten further than the last two coaches you've had. With who? With the Sixers? With, with James. I mean, he's gotten to conference finals. Yeah, but that was 20 years ago, man. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. And not 20 I, years ago, literally, Max. No, I'm saying I'm not, we're not ago. talking about the Suns. We're talking about they hosted the Warriors with the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets no, I, hosted I understand. them I'm not talking about the seven. Suns. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the Rockets, but that was 100 years ago, Max. All right. Not Look, literally. How confident should the Lakers – do you really think it was 19, 23? That, how confident should the Lakers – fans feel after last night? That's the question here on KJM ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.